Alrighty. Welcome back to Secondhand Sports after a long hiatus, a month and a half. So during this long hiatus, our friend, my co-host, Zachary Phillips Swarshenberg, is officially now a dad. Woo! Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to clip in that. That was terrible. The the uh the the clip from when I told y'all we were pregnant. I'll have to start it with that, and then it has finally come to fruition. My son has been born. Zachary Philip Schwartzenberg Jr. is finally here. Um, yeah, so that's why we've been gone all this time. I guess we could have tweeted it out or something, but we we just kind of we could have done didn't. a secondhand siren. Yeah, yeah, that's what we. Secondhand siren. That would have been Our perfect. Our Zachary Phillips, Zachary Phillips Swarshenberg, coming in at how seven yeah, pounds? Seven pounds, eleven ounces, I think. Yeah, twenty-one Damn, inches I, long. I didn't even think about that. Dang, that would have been that would have been perfect. Yeah, man, but that's because we were we weren't doing shit. That's why. Right. For the next ones, for you, yeah, my next ones and you and Gunner's kids, we'll have to do secondhand sirens for them. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully it's a in long 10 time. years no. yeah um so yeah so uh, that's uh that's what's been going on that's why we've been uh not recording for forever because we had a kid on october 20th and i've been trying to deal with having a kid for this entire time and i i sound under the weather because i have been under the weather because not much sleep going on over here at the schwarzenberg household but you know that's how it is so we're, so that means you're so that means you're basically off of maternity leave. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not much paternity leave. I was working from home. Paternity, for, paternity. Yeah, paternity for that's for women. Yeah, I'm off of paternity leave from secondhand sports for sure. So we're operating again, even though we're very, very rusted. Yeah, yeah, very rusty. Yeah. Disclaimer for anybody listening to this episode, all eight listeners. Um, this is going to be a very rusty episode. So, without further ado, I'll just kind of, here's the brief outline of what we're going to try to do, um, just to dip our toes back into the hot, boiling water that is LSU football right now. We'll do a recap of the games that we missed since being gone, and then we'll talk about the last days of O, and we'll talk about the coming of the new coach, the prospects that we have and um yeah so we'll see oh my goodness breaking secondhand what? siren lincoln riley signs eight year deal with LSU. what 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 no I'm just no joking. i'm just joking oh okay <laughs> no, that, that could actually be true that's i know <laughs> it's like where the clock is ticking now so that's just that's the outline uh recap of games and Last days of O, and then the next head coach, which might end up being Lincoln Riley. Um, obviously, Lincoln now Riley, that, Dave Aranda. Yeah, hope, well, well, we can get into it. Hopefully, it's not Lincoln yeah, Riley. Yeah. Um, like I said, I have a kid now, so I will not be able to edit nearly as much as I have been able to in the past. But um, yeah, hopefully, we'll be able to do all this in one take. <laughs> but like I said, we're rusty. 
and it might not be perfect this time around, but we'll we're gonna fine tune it and um, get it back to the secondhand sports standard. So, with that being said, let's go back, wind the clocks back to uh, almost back to September because um, we stopped recording around the Auburn game. We beat Mississippi State 28-25 last game of September, which was good. Mississippi State, I mean, they're they're showing that they're a pretty formidable team. The SEC is kind of a wild card right now. Everybody under Georgia right now, and a little bit of Alabama too, but um, you have Tennessee, that which is actually good, and you know they have been terrible in the past. Kentucky was showing some signs of life at the beginning of the season, and they, you know, are, they've fallen off a little bit, but um, they were really good when we played them, obviously, 42-21. And you have Ole Miss, which is ranked 10th now, Arkansas, Florida is terrible this year, you know, so lots of, lots of, yeah, uh, yeah. lots of variety in the SEC, which is abnormal. So uh, we'll start off with Auburn defeating us at LSU 24-19. Uh, the first time Auburn has beat us in Death Valley in like... Since 1999. Yeah, I was since, 20 uh, years or something since like that. Political moment since uh, Senator Tommy Tuberville and that 99 Auburn team were smoking cigars on our field. Yeah, yeah. Hold on so one one second. Let me, let me double check. Yeah. Terrible loss, um, because we're a terrible football team this year, um, obviously. So, not not hate, that hate that one hurt it. for sure. That was that was definitely like I expected us to lose to Kentucky, but that one hurt just because Bo Nix has not been great um, on the road, especially up until that point. And I thought we had a shot at that one for sure. So. It's it's kind of been a roller coaster. I mean, so then we move on. Kentucky kicks our ass. I mean, Kentucky was great on defense, and their running game was incredible. I remember LSU had like, I mean, they had three hundred rushing yards on us. Yeah, they had three hundred rushing yards. We barely scratched a hundred. I think. I mean that that was just a terrible whoa, whoa, whoa. game. Well, actually, uh. Yeah, Tyrion Davis Price had 147. Yeah, Tyrion, yeah I mean that that's the he that's the like the, the when they, when we played Auburn, Corey Connor was leading rush. He only had twenty. He only had twenty two rushing yards, and then Davis Price, you know, yeah, had 147 his, in a blowout loss to Kentucky. But right, that was his breakout pa- game. Yeah, and 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 then the passing game. At, that's when the pass game, you know, kind of took a dip too. Was Kentucky because you know they were averaging about three hundred yards a game. They only had two sixty one. And yeah, yeah. Max Johnson got sacked uh, quite a bit. That's why I say we barely scratched a hundred. I mean, we had we had a few. Uh, Max Johnson had nev- negative twenty three yards for that game. So, oh. um, moving on to Florida in Death Valley, that was a good game. Um, you know, actually beating Florida, who I mean. Now we know they're a bad team, but at the time that was a pretty big deal. You know, that was like a, a sign that we were, you know, well, they were ranked. Could, could get something going. Right, exactly. They were ranked at the time. And um Max Johnson had three 
passing touchdowns. Tyrion Davis-Price had 287 yards. Was that the game he broke the record? Like the he, he broke game Herschel record? Walker's uh, rushing record with 287 yards. Basically, yeah. you know, Herschel Walker had that record for over 40-something years. Yeah. And he broke it. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's Herschel Walker. There's Bo Jackson. There's Herschel Walker. And there's Tyrion Davis Price. Right. Like just yeah. an unbelievable turnaround. Right. In a season he, where everyone had already given up hope, we knew at that point we pretty much knew Coach O was getting fired. And like I said at the beginning of the season, it was going to be around the time. I had been saying it the whole time. After Kentucky, we would we were going to know how the season was going to exactly. play out. And that's pretty much what happened. So it's like when the team really started giving up, we had – Terry and Davis Price come out and put on, I mean, 36 carries. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I, hope. I forget. Well, that, at that time, we thought hope. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. Then of course, and then, of course, the announcement the next day on Sunday, uh, the press conference with Scott Woodward and uh, Ed Ogeron announcing Ed Ogeron's termination as yep. head football coach. Yep. Um, but we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that uh, later. We're going to go back. We're going to recap. Uh, LSU Ole Miss. Yeah. I did not watch this game at all. I actually had to work during the game. That's Dang. the first time I've ever missed an LSU game. Dang. Uh, just it's growing up, I guess. Just you got you got to you know. Yeah, we're in the big the, we're in the big boy world now for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we we lost Ole Miss. They they're a great team. They're ranked tenth in the in you know the country right now, six and one. And um, you got to hand it to Lane Kiffin. I said, I, I tweeted it after that game, like this was a great uh, pro day for Lane Kiffin in front of the LSU scouts because um, that was like, you know, right after Ogeron announced that he was going to be leaving. And um, so, yeah, t- w- that was the, h- however, the kind of the bright spot, I guess, in that game, that was the first time that we saw Garrett Nussmeyer and he had 103 passing yards of one touchdown. He had 12 attempt. He was seven for 12, but one passing touchdown. I mean, that's fantastic. Max Johnson had zero passing touchdowns. So, I mean, you know, we, I guess you could say maybe we kind of discovered the Nuss bus there or, you know, had a little glimpse of what could be in the future. So who knows? But, um, yeah, that game, that game sucked because Ole Miss is pretty dang good. So um, I'm glad I didn't watch. I'm glad I didn't watch it. Yeah, yeah. It was a. I mean, Ole Miss is fun to watch. Obviously, the older generation hates that team for some reason. Like that's their rivals. We hate Florida and they hate Ole Miss. But um, yeah, uh, Lane Kiffin. If he does come to LSU, then you know it'll be a fun offense. And he he's running. Matt Corral is a great quarterback. So. That was in the middle. Now it's kind of fallen off, but Matt Corral was definitely in the talks for the Heisman race at that point in the season. So, uh, moving along to that, we had the the bye week, and then LSU, Alabama, the heartbreaker. Final score definitely was a heartbreaker. Fourteen twenty, probably twenty to fourteen. Yeah, I mean. So, I mean, everybody watching, everybody listening to this probably watched that game, but it was just, I mean, just brutal, like how we had three different chances in the, like, close to the red zone, 
closing in, we had so many chances to be, I mean, this was number two, Alabama too, at the time, like they were eight and one, just, it would, it would have been such a great win, such a hilarious win too, because this is the whole reason coach O got fired after the Florida game was because if they would have gone in and beaten Alabama, then Woodward would have had his, you know, his hands kind of tied there. So we showed signs of hope. Um, and well, I he, mean, Max Johnson, he, had beat, a good game. he beats Alabama, but he still, I mean, regardless of what would have happened, he would have gotten, he was going to get fired no matter what. So he yeah. beat Alabama, take the $17 million and go yeah. eat some gumbo. Go. Yeah, exactly. Row around in a P row. But, um, yeah, man, Bryce Young is fantastic. He's, he's probably going to end up, if it's not him, there's going to be, somebody close to him winning the Heisman. So, um, Kenneth, yeah, it, Kenneth would, Walker, Mich- Mich- it just would have been, back. yeah, it, it just would have been great to knock them off because the only people now, obviously Texas A&M beat them, but Georgia will probably be the only other team that can beat them at this point. And it would have been hilarious if their only other loss was LSU who has a lame duck head coach and like a terrible, like I don't know. It, the, that was a. I say Max Johnson had a good game. He had two passing touchdowns, but he had a terrible game. If you actually watched it, like just the the missed passes, missed opportunities, offense just same thing all season. Just zero communication. Jake Peets. I mean, we can get into it, but he he's been horrific this whole season, and um, Ter- yeah, it just was not clicking when it should have been. And in those crucial moments, like where we could have sealed the deal because we were we were tied up with them for a long time and just couldn't couldn't finish so the 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 one play in that game that made it a game was uh the fake punt by uh, Avery Atkins to yeah. Jack the pass from Avery Atkins to Jack Morseburn yeah that set the tone of the game and I knew I knew from that point that it was going to be a, it was going to be a game and defense shout out to defense shout out to Durante Jones my, uh, Damone Clark, Micah Baskerfield, and, you know, Mike Anderson. So that game, that's actually Alabama's when LSU, after Ole Miss, you know, they said, okay, look, let's just go to a 3-4 defense. Let's go back to a three-man front. And LSU dominated. Yeah. My question is, how come we haven't been doing this all season long? Yeah. It just it, it didn't make sense. LSU, I mean, now, L- Alabama only had – hang on, hang on. Oh man! What? What are you looking at? Total yards? Yeah. <laughs> Alabama, Alabama had six had... rushing yards. Six rushing six yards. Six. R- an SEC team, a number two Alabama, had six rushing yards. That's unbelievable. And that's that's mainly due to Bryce Young being sacked quite a bit i mean he had negative 22 yards so but i mean even even their leading rusher only had 18 brian robinson jr had 18 rushing yards uh, that's it on 13 but carries, still six so rushing yards six total rushing yards like that is horrific if you're nick saban you are lighting yourself on fire after that so you're, you're, <laughs> no you're, you're lighting bill o'brien on fire yeah oh yeah which uh yeah oh, but, for some reason he's in talks for the freaking 
LSU head coaching job, which would be terrible too. But we can get into that later. But anyway, yeah, it was just it's just so heartbreaking because we were so close. That would have ended that you win that game. That would have ended Alabama's chances for their playoff hopes. The yeah. only thing we would have played for that this year that would meant something is beating Alabama and ending their chance to go to the playoff. Yeah, that would have been unbelievable. And but Coach O would have been like in the last I'll, three I'll, years. I'll be in Louisiana. Yeah, in the last three years, Coach back. O would have been two and one against Alabama. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. After getting your ass kicked last year. I was about to say, after, after getting absolutely destroyed last year at home. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's one. It, it's just tough. I, I think about it almost every day. Like, what the world would look like if we would have beaten Alabama. What the college football world would look like. Which is incredible. You know, we, we you discount this season. And I've even done it internally. Like, I'm like, ah, oh, this season's a wash. You know, whatever. But it still just goes to show LSU has so much influence over the college football world. Everybody's talking about the head coaching job at LSU. Everybody in the universe would have been talking about us beating Alabama with a terrible, like, just the way everybody's hurt. People are opting out. People are doing the transfer portal. Like, it just would have been amazing. <laughs> but I mean, L- LSU for be. that game, didn't, their whole entire starting secondary was out. You have second string or third string. And that's that's what's very really, really, really impressive this year is you got second string, third string guys, Dwight Dwight McGlother and Darren Evans at corners. You know, they're they're in pig uh pig cage. They're all they're you know, they're playing, they're getting first team reps and stuff, and they're just right. freaking dominating. Yeah. And it's it's a big shout out to Corey Raymond as well. Just shows that Corey Raymond, you know, is one of the best D B coaches ever. You lose Stingley, you lose Ricks, but you can teach, you know, your younger guys go into a intimidating place like Alabama and just dominate those play receivers. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a sign of like the team coming together. Even though like Coach O being fired and all that, like the team still comes together and plays for each other. Um yeah, it's just like you said, it's it's uh inspiring and it's it uh helps with hope for the future (laughs) so um moving along to this past weekend arkansas versus lsu goes into overtime and arkansas pulls it out that was another close one i mean same kind of thing jake peets is freaking has his head up his behind and they cannot get anything going offensively it it just amazes me like how good we look against florida 49 points and then we go up to arkansas or the arkansas comes to us and we can't do anything offensively once again it's like what in the world is going on i know there's a lot of injuries but it's like you would think at this point in the season max johnson would be able to put stuff together and it's just not clicking at all whatsoever he had two interceptions 18 for 31 like oh no that i'm looking at nussmeyer actually well, no, no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. they yeah, pulled no, 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 him. Yeah. yeah johnson they pulled johnson, johnson got pulled which yeah. he got pulled i think after the uh, second series and they put nussmeyer in yeah and that's another thing about that alabama game is people were saying if we would have left the nuss bus in there then we would have had a shot but 
I don't know. But you don't, you, our whole I, offensive I mean, scheme this year is such – it's just in such disarray when you have guys. We, there's so many times where we have to call a timeout with like t- – we have a 25-second play clock and we can't get the play in and we have to call a timeout before we even try to hike the ball. You know, it's like – it's just ridiculous. Well, and the thing is you can't, you can't blame the offensive line at all because the offensive line – has improved. Yeah, they have huge. Yeah, they have improved tremendously. All, especially like, the, the especially all, when you think about where it was, UCLA where it is now. Right. It, it, this is all on Max Johnson. He can't. You know, he he's he's too scared to make a mistake. Yep. And that just shows. You know, I don't know if he's played a lot of big games, but it just shows he's just not ready to be the starting quarterback yet. You right. Think if Miles Brennan was in that situation, Miles Brennan probably would be thriving. Yeah, Miles had some great games last year. And I didn't even think about that. Like, what would it have been if we had Miles Brennan to Jack Besh this season? No, to Kayshawn Boutte. Or, yeah, Kayshawn Boutte. But, I mean, obviously, yeah. if, you know, if we were in this situation, like, I don't know. It would have been something special for sure. Which, by the way, Jack Besh, holy moly. I mean, you can't yeah. say enough about the guy. He's been doing great. Trey Palmer, too. He had... This past game, he had six catches, 45 yards. So, I mean, we're doing things with what we can. Malik Neighbors also had a couple catches. It's like you you do make do with what you have, but it's just that was a disappointing loss because we were in it for yeah. most of the game, you know. So, but well, only going, going, only going back to Besh. Sorry, going, going back to Besh. You saw that that that. Touchdown pass. That was Nussmeier's first completed pass in the game. That was oh, just really? an unbelievable play by Besh, breaking off the defender and you know staying in bounds. It's very very impressive. Yeah. Sorry about that. No, no, you're good. That's yeah. I mean, he's been great this whole season. Um. So Honestly, and he's probably one of the leaders. Looking at the box score, we had three points in the second half. So. And that pretty much sums it up. It's like we can't get it done when it matters, and that's that's like the summary of our whole season. Like, obviously, beating Florida was great. That was that was like the most joy. I knew we were going to lose to Alabama, but that was probably the best game. Like beating Florida, yeah. that was incredible. But, um, yeah, losing well, to Arkansas you're, you're, was not fun. Yeah. Well, you're you're forgetting about the uh, the one play that I did not get understand it. Why we ran that play in the game was the Wildcat when we put Tyrion Davis to the quarterback and Wildcat fumbles the ball. When you haven't done that all year, yeah, it just it just doesn't make sense. And if you, I didn't, I was at the game, so I didn't listen to the uh, broadcast. But the announcers were talking about how um, Jake Peets literally was taught, literally just said, "You know what, guys, just walked out of the practice room." Just shows the complete incompetence of this man. Yeah, th- that had so that was like confusing. That it was after practice when he left, and but he said that you guys need to stay longer after practice or something like that. So that was misconstrued. But but yeah, still, I mean, I still hate Jake Pete's. Like this is not this has not been the job for him. So. Yeah, he's he, he's not ready for this job, and I mean I know that LSU wanted wants to run the 2019 offense. I understood, but we're not what the, we're not doing that. That's Jay Pete's wasn't a part of it. I know he's he's been with Joe Brady for one year. 
but you know that that doesn't mean anything. I mean, DJ Mangus, uh, the pass game coordinator, has uh, you know, I mean, he knows the offense. I don't know why he didn't get promoted offensive coordinator. Right. I I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's I don't know. Like you said, and <clears throat> I think Coach O was even asked about that Wildcat play, and he was like, he said they he said he reg- he said that's one thing we will regret. Yeah, he said that was the only thing they regret in the game. They, if they just if they would just ran their normal offense, they would but they would have been up seventeen seventeen three. Yeah. Yep. So, but I mean, like I said, in my mentality has been like, okay, like this season for the most part has been a wash. Like we can only hope for the future. So, um, we have ULM coming up this Saturday. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's going to be a great game. Uh, I think we're favored by like 28 points. ULM has been one of the worst teams in college football. Well, no, they're four and six. Never mind. I just remember on Cover 3, the uh, Cover 3 four, podcast. They say the same record as us. Uh, Yeah, four and six. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, On the Cover 3 podcast at the beginning of the season, they were saying that ULM – was the worst team in college football along with UConn. So, but they have four wins, so mm. who knows. And then uh the I keep, I keep on Go ahead. Sorry. Go. No go. I was just going to say uh we do have Texas A&M at the end of the season. Um they come to Death Valley and that might be something of a game they beat Alabama. So, if we beat Texas A&M by the transitive property We've also beaten Alabama, so you know, hope for the that season. That is true. That is true. Yeah, I know that. So, I saw I saw something on a SEC network the other day where Auburn actually has a chance to go to the SEC championship this year if they win the Iron Bowl and like I forget I forgot what it was, but like that that I mean I actually you know you forgot about that. Let's Can't see. Their only loss is Penn State. Well, let's see. They no, they lost to Georgia too. But yeah, they could they win the West. They got by Mississippi State this weekend. Oh really? Oh yeah, yeah 43-34. Yeah, yeah, they're six and four. They're gonna have to have a lot of teams lose. And they have yeah, they have Alabama at the yeah the Iron Bowl yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. They'd have to win the Iron Bowl heftily, probably. They probably have to yeah. have some other teams lose too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to find out. Yeah. Unless we could just we just skip the, we just skip this. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that's the recap from what we missed. Um. And uh. 80% of it, we didn't miss much because kind of the same old LSU offense stinks. <laughs> and so that's a good segue to our next part, the last days of O. So, Some of them. the last days of O. Um, yeah, I mean, just to start off, we were kind of expecting it after the UCLA loss for sure. Um, and I think, I think it's 
definitely warranted. Um, part of the whole thing was on the field stuff, but also now that we ha- have sh- shown a light on Cocho as a coach, there's a lot of off the field stuff, rumors mostly, but you know, there's got to be some truth to it. I mean, it's it's been kind of the story for a long time that he hasn't gotten along with the boosters that much. So there's always been that. Um, and this wasn't a hire that Scott Woodward made to begin with. This is somebody that he inherited, a coach that he inherited, and turned out he won the national championship, which was fantastic, but not Scott Woodward's coach. And when... LSU is most known for their football in the SEC in a very, an extremely competitive conference. Scott Woodward wants to have the coach that he wants in that position. So um, they made the decision to part ways with coach Ed Ogeron. So um, yeah, I mean, one thing that kind of, and we talked about it in, in our previous episodes was how he constantly was saying, it's on me, you know, we're going to get it right, it's on me, it's on me, it starts with me, we're going to get it right, it starts with me. Every single game was, it starts with me. And so it was like repetitive. I mean, you, you, uh, I'm pretty sure we both were talking about it in our previous episodes, how it's like you got to say something else or do something else because – just hearing that every time it's like yeah we know it's you so fix it you know well with with all the changes that we made on our coaching at LSU made on their coaching staff last year bringing in two you know you know you thinking okay i'm thinking okay we'll, we'll beat UCLA you lose to UCLA but i, I was i was but i i was more mad about i watched a press conference after the game when he said it was on me i said get his ass out i mean yeah. no, I, i'm not not get his ass but I don't think he's coming back after that game. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think he's coming back after that season. Yeah. This season. Yeah. Because it just, it's like nothing, nothing's changed. You can, you can hire new coaches, but that doesn't mean anything. If right. The, the coach, Ed is who he is. Yeah. I mean, you look at what he was doing, you know, you look at everything that's just piled up and piled up and eventually, you know, it just blew up. Yeah. And he, wow. we since since the firing, we sort of hyperanalyze, you know, the coaches that he had around him for the 2019 season, Dave Aranda, he inherited Steve Insminger was already there. He kind of lucked out with Joe Brady and so obviously coach O recruited Joe Burrow. He recruited the guy. He's an incredible recruiter. That's there's no doubt about that. He recruited the players that were there. So yeah. you can't knock him for that, but his no, he, he the the Jordy Colada show kind of said it perfectly during the time that this was all happening. It's like he won, or I, I can't remember what which show it was, but I was listening to a lot of podcasts back then. So uh, basically, he won the national championship and he wanted to enjoy it for a couple years, you know, which makes sense. He exactly. tried he tried his best to get the guys that he wanted. Sean Payton said, no way, Jose, to one of those guys. You know, he tried to get some great assistance, but he just couldn't put it together. And so this is what happens. Um, but now, I mean, like I said 
he was saying it's on me. It starts with me. Now he's definitely changed his tune at the press conferences. He said the other day how you can say that when you're a lame duck head coach. Like he's completely and totally honest. The before Alabama, he was talking about how the offense and defense is super predictable. We need to get better at you know this, this, and this, and um, you know that that part was refreshing that he was yeah you know super acknowledging and yeah he's acknowledging now that this is just not a good football this is just not a good team not not the players the players are unbelievable right i i, I think that any coach in the country with the talent that's on this roster is begging to you know or trying to you, you get on the phone talk to scott woodward i mean that, i mean i believe in this is this is it's not the best job josh i was listening, I was listening to a podcast uh josh pate with yeah. two, 247 sports he said that lsu is not the best job in the college football it's the best job in football period yeah oh yeah yeah well unless you ask mike tomlin he says no damn college football or whatever that was hilarious that press conference but um <clears throat> yeah i mean it makes sense um like if Coach O and this ragtag team of players that we have left out of the guys that have already transferred or that are hurt, that have basically just quit, Derek Stingley just quits on his team. Like, if we, if that team almost beat number two Alabama, then any coach can come in here. Any good, you know, solid coach can come in here and win pretty big games, I think. I mean, we're, I think we are destined to have 10 win seasons for the next, like, Five years at least. So, if we get a good head coach, which will be our next, I think, segment, L- but I yeah. think LSU is destined to win a national championship with a new head coach. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, if we were able to do it, like, like I said, I mean, if we were able to do what we were doing with Kojo, and you look at at the last season, last year's season. Like, we shouldn't have beat Old Miss when we did. We shouldn't have beat Florida. Florida was going into the, the playoff pretty much last year, and we beat them. Like, obviously, it was a shoe game, but still, we got it done. You know, like, we're able to put these games together when the season has been just like a wash both years. So, I don't know. I, I'm pretty confident. Yeah, and especially when, you know, all your player, all your star players get you know knocked out, injured and stuff, and... Yeah, you just go and you know casually beat a ranked team like yeah. Florida or like Ole Miss, I guess. Yeah, two years ago, yeah. last year. Right. Yeah. So, um, obviously, we'll we'll cover more of like Coach's legacy in future episodes when we get to the end of the season, because um, there's no ill will. I think I think he's almost relieved, and we're seeing more of the real him too. Like. Just yeah. like he's been able to let loose and he's he seems relieved at least. Um so I think you know, we'll be able to move on. Thank him for his time. He had a an inc- I mean, the best college football season of all time is nothing to sniff at, and that's the goal. Every every person every person who is ever a coach ever wants to be in coach O's spot in 2019 and he did it and he can say he did it. And so, um, yeah, I'll, I'll still love him forever. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they, they, they can't, they, they, they definitely, no one can take that away from coach O. Um, this, and we, you know, obviously he wasn't really doing that much that year, but you know, credit to those, 
but credit to him for getting the players that we got, the guys like Justin Jefferson, Joe Burrow, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. You know, but even though not even though Les Miles did recruit those guys, but yeah. you know, Ogeron got Burrow. Actually, Bill, Bill Bush, the defensive back coach who Dave Aranda hired in 2018 as a part of his new contract, Bush, Bill Bush was the one that recruited Joe Burrow because oh, really? Bill Bush came from Nebraska. And, you know, Jimmy Burrow, they – the boroughs kind of, they didn't live in Nebraska, but you know they they knew Bill Bush, so yeah, really credit to Bill Bush, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, you know, speaking of Joe Burrow, and this is a great segment segue to the next segment. Um, as soon as the news came out, Joe Burrow said basically what a lot of people were thinking is like, you just won a national championship two years ago, give the guy some time. And that's what a lot of people are saying. You look at Dan Mullen, he's been terrible and he still hasn't been fired. Like it's incredible what the standard is at LSU. And that kind of, I mean, it goes back to what I was saying earlier about there's kind of stuff off the field too, but the standard at LSU is to win no matter what. And so that's what the next coach will be held to as well. You look at other teams that you look at Jim Harbaugh Jim Harbaugh was at an LSU position. He would have been gone a long time ago, a long time ago. So if the next guy comes into this position, he's going to have to have all of his ducks in a row, which leads us to our next segment. So, like I said earlier at the the top of the hour, Lincoln Riley to LSU – that's what the rumors are right now. Hank Smith, the uh, accredited reporter that nobody has ever heard of or seen anywhere before, all of a sudden says that there's a handshake deal, $8 million a year or eight years or whatever. Um, so Lincoln Riley is the the rumor today. Um, Lane Kiffin was the rumor like last week. You know, it's it's been kind of back and forth. Jimbo for a little while. Jimbo has come out and said, I'd be the dumbest human being on earth to recruit for Texas A&M just to take the LSU job. Lincoln Riley has said, we've been to this down, down this road before, you know where I stand. I'm not going to leave in Oklahoma, which, uh, you know, I, I don't blame he, he, him. He's in denial. He's in denial. Yeah. And that's the thing too, to me about Oklahoma, what's interesting about that is they're moving to the sec. I could see if Oklahoma wasn't moving him being comfortable in that spot. But the fact that they're moving to LSU's conference, that's that's a tough thing for me to grasp that he is just comfortable at Oklahoma when an L- if an LSU job has been offered to him. So, um, well, the the thing you realize is that Lincoln Riley, um, Lincoln Riley has won in Oklahoma. He's He's kind of been consistent. He's had some bad, some you know, bad games, but he can produce. He can build. He can he he can produce quarterbacks. He can you know quarterbacks that you know guys like Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, Jalen Hurts. All three of them were successful. Two of them won Heisman trophies. And then right now, Caleb Williams. Which this this, this leads me to the next point. If Lincoln Riley does take the LSU job, does Caleb Williams follow him to LSU? That's interesting. He's only a true freshman right yeah. now. Yeah, and uh, the way like our quarterback, like obviously Miles Brennan would be. Well, I don't, he might he might have been graduating, but 
Like no, no, Brennan, Brennan, Brennan into the portal. Right, I know, Miles, but yeah, that's a, that's another breaking news. Miles Brennan, yeah, into Miles the, Brennan transfer into the transfer portal, along with like a bunch of other guys. But um, yeah, the the thing is, like, if if uh, if that wouldn't have happened, like the the quarterback situation is up in the air at LSU right now. Like nobody knows what's gonna. I mean, obviously the Nuss bus has been like popular, but like, well, b- both both quarterbacks are actually really talented. It's just the coaching of Jake. It's just the 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 clown Jake Peets. Yeah, you know yeah. doesn't you know doesn't know how. I mean, he he doesn't know how to call an offense. He he doesn't know how to be an offensive coordinator. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I could see uh, Caleb Williams coming over to LSU if if Lincoln Riley comes. So who do you let's let's just start off. Who do you think it'll be, Matthew? Who do you think it'll be, and who do you want it to be? Zach, this is a tough one. Uh huh. Lincoln Riley's a dear friend. We've gone. I'm I'm doing what Stephen A. Smith did. Uh huh. That's it. was like a silent. But anyway, um, you know it. I'm I'm juggling. You know I'm juggling around right now between Lincoln Riley. And Dave Aranda. And I want to say Dave Aranda is the best choice right now. Because Dave Aranda is just he's a football guy. He's not a he's not a, a he doesn't want to win the press conference. He wants to win a game. He you know, you look what Oklahoma you do what Baylor you look what Baylor did to Oklahoma and Lincoln Riley this weekend. You know, you look at you know, they beat Oklahoma and then they kicked that field goal because he wanted to um I guess break the Big Twelve tiebreaker. Yeah. With three seconds left. Yeah. Which I mean, Lincoln Riley, I don't think Lincoln Riley should have been mad about that. But um He was but, mad I mean, that just, they just like shows, rushed the field or something like that. He was mad that he was mad that Baylor didn't get a fifteen yard penalty when their fans rushed the field. I think right. so. But the thing is and another thing is like you know, if Dave Aranda does come, I, I feel more better with Aranda because he can. I know he could, he could bring in a great coaching staff. You know the the guys he can bring in. First of all, Durante Jones should he be fired or should he not should he not be fired? No, he should not. I think I think Durante, you know, with LSU. I mean, it's only been two games, but I mean LSU almost beat Alabama in their house. Yep. You know they held Arkansas. That you know they held Arkansas to twenty points. Offense just screwed us screwed us over. But I think Durante Jones. He's a young, you know, he's a young coach. And him and Aranda, you know, that's who Ogeron recommend, you know, he Ogeron called Aranda and he recommended Durante Jones. If Dave Aranda takes the job, I think he keeps Durante Jones. I think he keeps the linebacker coach Blake Blake Baker, because you look how good linebackers are playing right now, Damone Clark, Micah Baskerfield, you know, Mike Mike Jones Jr. Who? Mike so Mike Jones Jr. played <laughs> um yeah. Was playing inside linebacker, but now in the three four, he's playing outside linebacker. I mean, he's and he's a. I mean, he's just a, he's a beast right now. Yeah, I mean the you look across the board like most of our games, the highlight has been the defense. I mean, we were like yeah. the number one defense in the country early in the season. Obviously, we played like McNeese and you know yeah. UCLA, but like you know we were we were playing well on defense. That's definitely been the highlight in comparison to the offense. So. I concur. Yeah. I agree. 
he should keep his job. So, yeah, because I mean, because him and Dave Aranda work together, and I think that you know, I hope Quinn Raymond gets retained. Now we're kind of breaking away to coaches getting retained or not. I mean, I hope Quinn Raymond gets retained. I do think that if a defensive coordinator job opens, maybe at Florida, maybe he'll go because he wants to be a coordinator. I hope the offensive line coach, Brad Davis, I hope he stays because, you know, he, he was a great offensive line coach. He just, when he came in, when he first came in, you know, the O-line basically had to relearn and then, you know, it was terrible, but now they're, they're getting better and better. Yeah. But, um, and then, and then for Durant now, but going back to Aranda's staff, um, so his offensive coordinator at Baylor is Jeff Grimes and Jeff Grimes was LSU's offensive line coach from 2014 to 2017. He left he left um, LSU to go to BYU and become their offensive coordinator, where he coached Zach Wilson or uh, that little kid in that video. Uh, yeah, yeah. But that, that was funny. But um, <laughs> did you see Zach Wilson like quote tweeted it and was like feeling good? Yeah, <laughs> that yeah, was, that was funny. funny. Um, but yeah, you know, he had a very successful season at BYU in 2020. So it was very easy for Baylor and Dave Rand to make this, make a decision to hire back Jeff Grimes because they work together. And I just think if you bring, you know, I know the defensive coordinator at Baylor is Ron Roberts and Ron Roberts was the head coach at a uh, Southeastern. And he realized I'm not going to go, and so, but then he left Southeastern to take the D.C. job at Lafayette, U.L. Lafayette or U.S.L. And then he became the, uh, you know, you know, him and Randa both worked together at one point. He became defense coordinator at Baylor. Now I don't, I don't know if he comes to LSU. I mean, I don't know if you keep Durante. He probably, you know, takes another job or becomes the next head coach at Baylor. That's if Aranda takes the job. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I'd feel safer with Aranda, just because like he's been there before. But Lincoln Riley, just it's just because of how, you know. Now Oklahoma had Heisman, Heisman factory over there. But, yeah, but they but they just they cannot get it done in the in the play in the postseason. They can't get it done in the playoff. Why? And since you're coming into the SEC, they're you know, especially not going to be able to get it done. They've been they, they haven't been they've been getting into so. Well, I don't want to give my full spiel, but yeah, they they've been getting into the playoff and then getting absolutely embarrassed in the playoff, and they're not going to be able to do that in the SEC. So not at all, because when you, once you get in the SEC, you're going against LSU, Alabama, Auburn. I mean Georgia. You're, you're not the bad. You're not you're not the bad boy anymore. You and Texas are the little. You know, Vanderbilt can probably beat you right now. Yeah, Texas fans. That that's. That sucks, but um, <laughs> dude, Texas is real bad. <laughs> that is, yeah, that's that's bad. But uh, Sark. Oh fuck! What was, what was I saying? God damn it. Um, but for Lincoln Riley, now it would it would Oklahoma fans would they would riot? They would definitely riot if Lincoln Riley left. But um. You know, it's it's a it'd be to me it's a great move for him because he's going to a he's 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 going to a really you know a very very great team, but he's got more resources. He can recruit better better players. Yep. And I, that's that's what I'm saying. It's like, well, you may not beat LSU when you're in with Oklahoma, so just join them. Yeah. 
it's going to spurn Oklahoma. And the, the sad thing is Oklahoma, if Lincoln Riley does leave, will probably turn into what Nebraska is right now. Yeah. <laughs> They're in the SEC, so I mean, that, that, that maybe not, but um, – but yeah, man, I, I just think um, really it's 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 to me it it it's a toss up between Lincoln Riley and Dave Aranda. Any chance that Billy Napier is in the uh, conversation? That was that so, was that was an interesting time. Right when Ogeron got fired, Napier's name was getting thrown around. To me, him and Luke Fickle's name too. I'll I'll just say I have a whole spiel about Aranda and Lincoln Riley, but I'll just say about them. To me, they haven't been tested at the SEC level. They they haven't cut their teeth yet at an SEC level, and until they do that, I think that's when they'll, you know, be qualified for that position. But I don't think those two are qualified yet. So you're talking about Dave Aranda and Lincoln Riley. No, 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 no. Billy Napier and Luke Fickle. Well, I mean, Luke Fickle. Luke Fickle is not going to take the job. Luke Fickle is. People are I, I saying he he would go to the, Cincinnati the, because the, Cincinnati is going to the Big Twelve. Right, and, and the USC. If you want to take a job, the USC yeah, job is open for Fickle because the AD at USC hired Fickle previously. So. Yeah, Mike Bone, Bond. But um. Yeah, I mean, you, you and we can actually we can actually that could be our next topic, uh, coaching changes in college football, because there there are a lot of jobs that are open right now. And I yeah, think we, we could probably just we could discuss just a little bit about that, but you you had something to say about Riley and uh, yeah. So here are my thoughts. I those two names are are definitely the ones that everybody's talking about right now. Yeah. I think Dave Aranda fits Scott Woodward's aspect of keeping everything close to the vest, like not obviously Woodward is going to keep his decision under wraps until it's time to announce it. And I think Dave Aranda would be that kind of coach where he's not going to go nuts. He's not going to be hitting on boosters wives and he's not going to be threatening to, you know, take people out to the fishing hole and he's not going to be doing crazy stuff like, um, like, uh, who's the, the, uh, Lane Kiffin. Cause people were talking about Lane Kiffin. I think he's the same kind of like cartoon character almost on the field. Well, Lane Kiffin, like and, Lane Kiffin and O's, they work together. Right. Yeah. So I don't think it's going to be Lane Kiffin for that reason. And the Miami job is opening up. I'm pretty sure Lane Kiffin's going to go to Florida. So Dave Aranda fits the mold of a tight knit, very strong, very strong minded head coach. I I personally would like Dave Aranda because he's going to come in and win. He's a defensive minded head coach. And um, I think we'll keep our same defensive coordinator if, if that's the case. And, um, I think he's he's going to be really good. The only thing is he's not a fantastic recruiter, but he can surround himself. I mean, the talent pool at LSU is just fantastic. So um, I don't think he's going to have any problems with that. Um, the only knock against him is what I'm worried about, and I might be naive about this, but Scott Woodward might want like a superstar splash head coach. Splash hire, yeah. Yeah, a, a splash like Lane Kiffin or 
Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley. And that's what Lincoln Riley fits the mold for Scott Woodward to me as a splash head coach that has a ton of Heisman, uh, like a bunch of Heisman players under his belt. He has a lot of playoff appearances. Um, He's been very successful at Oklahoma, but like I said, he hasn't won at an SEC level. The the thing, like you said, that he hasn't had resources like he had that like he will have at LSU though. That's the thing. The talent pool in Oklahoma probably doesn't even scratch the surface of what LSU well, is like. So, well, they they also recruit they also recruit Texas too. Texas, yeah, that like, is true. East, like North 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 Texas, like yeah, they had the whole area roped, right? Roped up, but, right. Um, so that that's my thoughts there. It's like Woodward could go either way. And both of them would probably make sense. One's an offensive-minded head coach and one's a defensive-minded head coach. But I I would like Dave Aranda just to finally have – excuse me, sorry. I would like Dave Aranda just to have, like, a good, strong, no BS head coach that's going to come out and win and want to win immediately. I think we we could win a national championship in 2024 with Dave Aranda. Or 2023, 23, yeah. 2023, that's, yeah. that's his second season as head coach. Oh, yeah. He knows LSU, too. He's been at LSU for forever. Like, he knows exactly. LSU. He won a championship with LSU. So, yeah. He, I think, didn't he get, like, didn't he get paid more than, it wasn't his, wasn't his, uh, didn't he get, like, paid more than Ogeron? I think so. I'm not because sure. I know, I know, I know Aranda, like after 2017 was supposed to go to A and M with Jimbo, which we're gonna get to Jimbo next. Yeah. And um, but um, he turned that down because LSU, you know, they they promoted him, they made him the assistant head coach and defensive coordinator. And the next season, UNLV was coordinating him, and you know, UNLV is not really a good program. So you would ask, why does Aranda want to go there? And Aranda just wanted to be a head coach, but. But so then LSU got him back. You know they said, "Look, you can come back." But you know they, you know he decided to stay at LSU. He hired Bill Bush to be his uh, safety coach as a part of his contract. And then you know the defense, the, the defense fell off a little bit in 2019. But at the end, they played very, very well, which got Aranda the head coaching job at Baylor. Yeah, and he's been very successful at Baylor. That's that's another pro for Dave Aranda. He just beat Lincoln Riley. And he's been yeah. an incredible coach at Baylor, lifting that program up from nothing. So if well, he can ba- do that Baylor at actually, Baylor, well, that's there's we're about to get to another. I'm about to mention another name. Well, that was oh, Baylor shit. was a, a good program. <laughs> they just they got hit hard by COVID the year before. Yeah, and Matt Rule, Matt Rule, which we can talk about him too. What he did to that program after they got hit by the the sexual assault stuff. To go from, I think his first year, they went like one in eleven, and they go to the then the, and the next year they almost make the playoff. Or yeah. Two years later. Yeah. But um. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just, I just think like you're, you're right. I mean, that's the thing. I think Scott Woodward wants to make a fly, wants to make a splash. Higher. You look at what he did at Washington with Chris Peterson when nobody thought Chris Peterson would leave Boise State. You look at what you know. You look at what he did with you know Jimbo at A and M. You look at what he did with Kim Mulkey. Um, I mean, like the great the what I would hope for, like what would be wild is Dabo, 
but I don't think Dabo's leaving Clemson. No. He's got it too no. easy over there. Obviously, Nick Saban would be fantastic. If you, if you look at LSU Facebook right now, everybody is like, offer Nick Saban $11 million a year, you know, <laughs> so, but we're not going to get him. So it's like, realistically, Dave Aranda makes the most sense. Lincoln Riley also makes well, a lot of sense, but yeah. You, you, say, you say that we may not get we may not get Nick Saban, but you know Scott Woodward's not saying anything. No, Saban's state Saban has stated he wants to come back to LSU. Who yeah. knows that he may be? Who knows? Like you know, we, we'll beat eight, we'll lose, beat lose, win, winner, winner, losing against and then and then that Monday, Nick Saban's at the podium with Scott yeah. Woodward. Yeah, welcome home. Yeah, I will not be the coach at LSU, just like that famous speech. I will not be the Alabama head coach. Yeah, well, that's like that's like Lincoln. That's like what Lincoln Riley said yesterday in his press conference too. Like they were they were asking him if you if you offered the job. If, I mean, if you wanted the job, and he said, "I'm I'm the head coach at OU." Which yeah. I mean, he's not, and he didn't talk about the job at all. He just says he's the head coach at OU. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. None of these coaches are going to be like, "Yeah, dude, uh, I'm open to anything. I'll go coach yeah. at LSU." Obviously, um, I for a long time I really wanted Lane Kiffin, but I kind of convinced myself out of that because it's like I don't want another cartoon character. He's a great offensive exactly. head coach, but like he's I don't know. I, I just don't want the there's much better options. So um I don't want drama off the field. I want to right. you know, I want you know, I want him to coach and like that's to me Lincoln Riley and David Rando, they're they're in that tier. Yeah. And to me the the you were about to get into Matt Rule. The only thing I have about that is there's no way NFL head coaches are gonna come down back down to college. Unless you're Urban Meyer, well, but Urban Meyer I mean, is a college head coach. Well, Matt Rule's Matt Rule is struggling right now with the Panthers. We all thought Sam Darnold was going to be, you know, the MVP and everything. Yeah. And no, right he's got he's Cam, hurt. bro. He's got Cam. The rest of the year. They're going to the Super he's got, Bowl. He, right? He's got he's Cam. Got Cam. He's got Cam. They yeah. Cam. They Cam back. Yeah. But um, Scam but Matt Rule. But the only thing about Matt Rule is NFL coaches cannot come back. They have to finish the season out. So. It, to me, that's the only thing. I mean, I think Matt Rule would be a hell of a coach to get for LSU. You know, he, he's a he's a program builder, and going to a program like LSU, where you know you can you know you can recruit. I mean, I, I think. I mean, honestly, I, I called Matt Rule the next Nick Saban. Dang. Because I think you know I think that he's he's a very good football coach, but I just think that. Um, the thing is, like you said, does, they does, can't they can't come back in the middle of the season and. A lot of people are saying this coach is going to be announced in two weeks. It's going to have to be before the first signing day. So, yeah, like when all the high school players start signing, I think that's we're going to have a head coach before then. So we'll probably I'm, so we're I, I I think that next Monday LSU's going to have the, they're going to have yeah. the next head coach. Yeah, Scott Woodward's not he's not playing around with it. He's, he's not probably had a guy. Season. He's probably had a guy since last season, like on speed dial. You know what I mean? So yeah. Now, going to another candidate, Jimbo Fisher. Yeah. So, I really Scott Woodward's going to call Jimbo. Him and Jimbo are you know they're friends, they're buddies. You know he's going to keep on calling Jimbo, but I think Jimbo's going to stay with A and M. Yeah. I just I I don't I don't I mean I don't really feel that good about Jimbo. He's got he's got a ranch, man. He's got a ranch in Texas. There's no way he's leaving. And shoot all the deer he wants over there. I think that's. That, I remember. Uh, I was watching. I was watching his. Pre- this is a long time ago, but I was watching uh, Scott Woodard's press conference, 
And he was talking, and I don't know why I remember this, but he was talking about Jimbo, you know, introducing Jimbo as the next head coach at AM. And he pointed to his son. He said, Ethan, you, you're, he's saying, he's like, Ethan, you ready to shoot that book? Like he said in the middle of the press conference. Yeah. But yeah, man, I, I just think that like Jimbo and Dabo to me are no goes. Yeah. Man. Especially Dabo. I, like D- Dabo. Like you said, Bark, he's he's great where he is. Yeah, the ACC to, is too easy he, for him. He is screwing himself coming to the SEC. He's not. I mean, he's not. He's not the king. I mean, he. It's you know, he's coming to the SEC, coming to LSU, where it's all unfamiliar. You know, he's he's been at Clemson for like twenty years. Yeah, he's been the ACC. I know he went to Alabama, but you know, I, I just I, n- I never looked at Dabo and said. He's a legitimate football coach. Right. A lot of people are saying he's the heir apparent to the Alabama job, too, once Saban leaves. So he might be waiting around for that, even though Saban's probably going to be coaching there for another 10 years. But, you know, I don't I don't I don't I don't think he's going to leave Clemson. Honestly, I I really don't think he yeah. should leave Clemson because he he built that program to a blue blood program. Now, they're not playing that like that right now. Yeah. This is one off year in a like 10 years of them making the playoffs. So we have five, uh, five years. Yeah. So in- so back to Jimbo. Yeah, I mean, I agree. He's uh, he's said, why would I? I mean, he made a great point. Why would I be recruiting this heavily for Texas A and M just to go and play them with when I was play, while yeah, I'm yeah. coaching at LSU? That's a good point. Like, I can totally see that. He's getting paid a ton of money at Texas A and M. Those fans are great too. Those fans are diehard fans. Texas A and M, and he's got a ranch. So uh, yeah, maybe I think, I think, I think he's, he's got, got a couple of ranches. Actually, he's, he's got a slick gig there. A and M's not going to get anybody better than him, so he knows he's going to probably be around a while. And um, yeah, I think I think he's there to stay. And I think I mean they just beat Alabama. Like they're going to have success. They're not going to have. The first, they're not going to have the first. Sorry, sorry to John Dalton, but they're not going to have LSU or Alabama success. But you know, they're they're going to have success. They're going to beat Alabama every once in a while, and he'll be okay. But I don't think he's coming to LSU. No, he's he's not coming. Um, oh well, yeah, he's the first coach to beat Saban too. We forgot we forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, oh yeah, I forgot about that. One, well, I, think it's like, I think it's like one out of twenty six. Yeah, first. So t- to clarify, it's the first. Assistant from Nick Saban's Saban. coaching tree to beat him, and uh, what's awesome. funny about that game too is everybody was laughing when Saban came out in his press conference and was like, "A and M is a trap game for us," and everybody was like, "Ah ha ha, that's hilarious!" And then um, they got beat. So yeah, so yeah, I, I agree. Jimbo's not coming. So. Uh, so another candidate, Louisiana's own <laughs> Billy Napier. Yeah. Well, not not Louisiana's own, but so I've gone to a couple. Of, I've gone to a couple of games uh-huh. uh, this year for you, Lafayette. Shout out to my girlfriend Kelsey. She's a she works really hard at her job. She loves her job, and I get really good opportunities to go to games. So I'm grateful for her for that. Um, now Napier, Napier would be is going to be a great coach. He's not. He's going to be a great coach. What he has done with that program, when you're in the same state as LSU, he's he's building a brand. He's building a culture. Right now, UL is nine and I think nine and one. I guess they're not or eight and one. 
Uh, they're hosting the conference championship for the Sun Belt. I'm going to that game too, so that'd be pretty cool. I think they're playing Appalachian State. Nice. But Napier, like, but like Napier's, um, to me, the problem with Napier is LSU cannot hire a coach from Lafayette, Louisiana. <laughs> yeah. To LSU. No. You, 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 you cannot, LSU cannot do that. And it's, it's not a Scott Woodward hire. Right. But like I, I, I respect Napier. I think he's one of the best coaches, rising coaches in college football. Uh, I do think Napier will leave you after this season, though. I think that he will take either the TCU job or the Virginia Tech job, and then eventually he'll be there for a couple of years, and maybe if the if, like an SEC team, Ole Miss, maybe Alabama, Mississippi no, State no. might get sick of like Mike I, Leach. No. They're they're not going to hire. I'm talking about like Alabama or like Florida. Uh, Florida could be. He may go to Florida if, if yeah. Florida fires Dan Mullen. Yeah, which, I mean that's going to happen soon. I don't expect Dan Mullen to have a job at the end of the season. Well, I mean, well now Florida did fire their defensive coordinator Todd Grantham, and they fired their offensive line coach John Hensby, who's been with Mullen for like twenty something years, and he just kicks him to the curb. And then they almost lose to Stanford this Stanford this weekend. Yeah. Samford. Samford, yeah. After, yeah, not after Stanford. That, Samford. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Samford Bulldogs. Yeah. But yeah. uh yeah, I think um I, I I just, you know, I I I I I like I love Napier. He's a great co- I mean, I think he's and I've said it over again, he's just not a, a big high right now. But he's gonna eventually be one. I yeah. think he's gonna have his day. You know his chance at a big job. Maybe if he was in another state, maybe like if he was with like TCU or like right now, Billy Napier and he was winning. Napier Napier would be my number one choice. Yeah, like I said earlier, the to me Napier and Fickle, and you could almost say like PJ Fleck fit into the category oh, of no. Don't 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 bring up PJ Fleck. He's he's not. Don't bring that up. <laughs> I great. like the guy, but no, he's not. What I'm no. what I'm saying is they're great program builders, but they are not SEC head coach material yet. That's that's where the whole that whole thing lies with me. Same thing with Napier. Like they're great program builder, great guy, but has not been tested at the SEC level yet. So well, well Napier's Na- Napier's been like He's been around. He's you know he worked for Nick Saban. I was at about Alabama. to say he was at Alabama for a while. That is true. He he was at Alabama. You know he was at Alabama. He was at Clemson. He was actually Clemson's offensive coordinator, and they fired him. And then he went to Alabama, became the wide receiver coach. And then in 2016, when Alabama was getting ready to play Clemson for the two the 2017 national championship, that's when they promoted Steve Sarkeesian after yeah. Lane Kiffin went to FAU. And Napier got passed over the job, so Napier left, went to Arizona State, and um, and then became the head coach of Lafayette. And another thing about that too is like LSU fans would be furious just because of like the whole kind of mindset of the raging Cajuns being the little brother down I ten. You know, like I have a feeling yeah. a lot of LSU fans would be like, "What the heck? Why are we hiring this guy?" From down the road, like you know, so but I mean, and like I, I said, I, great head coach, but yeah, 
and the old LSU fans, they 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 still call Louisiana. They they're called Lu- hey, Louisiana. USL. Yeah. They call they call them USL. Yeah. You know they they're, they they don't want to they don't want to coach from USL as the head coach at you know reverse the words LSU. Right. I just yeah. I, I think that, but I mean, if it was, I mean, I I, I definitely think. I mean, honestly. I'm okay with whoever we get. Whoever LSU hires as next head coach, I'm perfectly fine with I, Napier, I agree, yeah. Like Napier, and the other thing is, like, you're not going to pay Napier top money to get him. So it's just kind of, a, you know, he, he's he. I think that he's a great coach, but he's not ready for that job yet. Maybe Florida, maybe Florida. But I'm thinking more like, you know, Go maybe if he goes to TCU goes and I'm repeating what I said, but goes TCU or maybe goes to Virginia Tech or even Washington, go there win for those win at those programs and then the SEC is going to call you again. Yeah, and it's 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 not going to it'll probably be a you know a blue blood, yeah. like you know maybe Auburn maybe I don't know but uh but I I did read read a report that Napier did say that he's not going to do anything until. He finds out what LSU does, so yeah. I, mean, I think Napier's interested in the job. Yeah. Oh yeah. Who wouldn't be? But that is that is funny though because he is one of the few coaches that has like nobody. I don't think anybody's even dared to ask Aranda. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah. one of the few that has said, "Oh yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm watching out for that LSU job." So yeah. Do you you all would. UL would burn to the ground that happened. Yeah. Speaking like, of the the little brother down the street, uh, LSU basketball, they're four and So that's you know that'll be exciting to talk about once we're really into basketball season. But they beat Macney State eighty five to forty six tonight. So woo, <sighs> go Tigers, go Pokes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Any other coaches in your uh, hemisphere there, Matt? We can kind of close it up here. We're at it like an hour yeah. and ten minutes. So, so, so Mel Tucker, oh, Mel Tucker yeah. now, now, now Mel, Mel Tucker he was the front runner for a while. Yeah, he was. Yeah, everybody was thinking Mel Tucker. Mel Tucker's got an unbelievable resume. His resume is actually better than Aranda, David Aranda's resume. Yeah, he's Mel Tucker. You Beat know, he, Michigan. He's, he's he's coached in the NFL. He's coached, you know, he's coached in college, coaching college, coaching the NFL. He's been a coordinator at both levels. He, you know, he actually coached at LSU in 2001. He coached the DBs with Nick Saban. Yeah. He's been so, and he, um, you know. We've been successful you know, with coaches from Michigan State in the past. Exactly. Historically. So. But um, yeah. But they, I mean, they but, just but, offered you know, him a humongous deal. I'm pretty sure. So, like a, I say, I'm pretty I'm sure. I, I just want to. There's so many contracts being thrown around right now with the Lincoln Riley rumors. So I didn't want to. Uh, yeah, ninety five million dollar deal to stay with Michigan it'll, State. It'll make him. So. It'll make him the second highest paid coach in college football. Yeah. Only yeah. trailing Nick Saban, which Michigan yeah. State. I mean, they're. Credit yeah, to them. They're, they're long-term investing in this guy. Yeah, credit to them for jumping. They're like, LSU is even approaching Mel Tucker. Like, let's just step in front of that right now. And uh, we, yeah, we can't let that happen again. Right, answers that question. So, yeah. 
He um, would be a good coach, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Mel Tucker, like, I mean, I think he's he's just like, I mean, I think he's just he's he's not a, I mean, he he is he's not really a, uh, he's gonna coach. Huh? He, he's gonna coach. He's not yeah. gonna just you know do win the press. You know, he wants to win the games, and he's proven. What what he's really good at is that he gets players from the transfer portal. And I think that you know it, it's 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 very different take. I mean, you can do that, Michigan State. You know, you don't have to do that at LSU. Although right. it'd be you know transfer portals worked out for us in the years, but um, I mean I, I think I think but Mel Tucker I think is out. I don't, I don't think he's coming yeah, now. No, he's not coming. <laughs> yeah, he's not coming. All righty. <clears throat> Any other ones before we close it off? James Franklin. James Franklin. <laughs> Nah, you know who nah. we haven't another a name that kept popping up that was thought to lose their job was uh um Dan Mullen coming from Florida, but he's obviously I mean, that's fallen apart since like the way their season has gone. And then Urban Meyer has come up too, but I think he's going he's probably gonna end up at USC just from like liking uh California and that type of job, he's going to have yeah. it easy in the Pac-12. So, um, I think I think yeah. USC. When I keep keep this in mind, Washington, there's there's three open co- co- there's three open jobs right now in the Pac-12: USC, Washington, and Wazoo, Washington State. Yeah, US and so, you know, USC to me is going to. I think USC will probably end up getting Luke Fickle. If we don't get now, if LSU, if LSU doesn't get Dave Aranda, I think Dave Aranda will will go there go too. To I think Luke Fickle and Dave Aranda are the top candidates. You know, USC's trying to you know, hot. They've hired guys from the past, it just hasn't worked, and you know, make an outside hire. Yeah, you know, it, it can change your fortunes, honestly. Uh, Washington. So Washington fired their coach not be, because of a uh, altercation that happened on the sidelines. He like shoved a player and was like abusive and stuff. Yeah. So, um, but for me, I think if Washington's going to hire anybody, it will be BYU said coach Kalani Sittick. Hmm. You know, because what? I mean, honestly, dude, Washington's probably like my favorite program, like probably my third favorite program in college football. I love Washington. Yeah. Like I, I mean, they're just. I mean, I, I like their <laughs> colors and shit. Nice. But uh, no, that like. I like Oregon in the Pac-12. We're talking about the Pac-12. Mario Cristobal is. he's done pretty well over there and he was a name that i was like thinking about when this first started coming up but um he's definitely not leaving uh oregon i don't think i think he's now he's planted there now actually so mario cristobal he's a you know he's he's coached in the south he you know he got the oregon job because willie taggart left and he i mean he inherited a great program he inherited a great program he's had a lot of success but where, so do you know where? Um, so guess where uh, Mario Cristobal went to school? Where? Alabama. Huh? Were, Miami. Oh, Miami. Uh, so Miami. That's what I think. That I think that if Miami fires Manny Diaz, they're going to hire Mario Cristobal. I but, could see that. Yeah. But the only the only thing about Miami is it's not you're not getting the Miami from the '80s and '90s and early 2000s. You're getting a Miami team that just, you know, they're not they've yeah, they've they're, lost their status as a blue blood. Terrible. <laughs> and they've been Ter- bad terrible. for a while too. 
they haven't been up to their standard. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they haven't been back in forever. So, yeah, they lost their swagger. Yeah, it's like the, the yeah brotherhood. <laughs> Eventually, they'll get their swagger back. They'll get their swagger back. Yeah. But I, th- I think if but I think that if that job opens, Mario Cristobal will leave Oregon. Yeah, I mean that would make sense. So, but yeah. it's all speculation Miami, right now. So, yeah, I think Miami. You know, they, they I think they want to come back, and you know, Chris Paul's already proven coach. He's he has a Rose Bowl, and he has a uh, he has a you know he's won a lot of games. So I mean, I think you, I think you, I think you go back to Miami. Yeah, you know, just be back in the just be back in the South. You know. Yeah, what's their record right now? Let's see. They are nine and one. Boy, they might have a shot. Yeah, they're four. They might have a shot at the playoff. So that would be interesting. That would be interesting. Alrighty. Well, um yeah, I mean that about wraps it up for me. Do you have anything else? Actually, did, I have I had one more job. Uh, so Virginia Tech is actually Virginia Tech just fired their coach Justin Fuente. I think that Billy Napier, if he doesn't go to TCU, he's going to go to Virginia Tech because he played quarterback at Furman, and Furman is you know I think about four hours from Blacksburg, Virginia, and I just think that you know Napier probably wants to stay in the South. I mean, like you know he probably don't want to go anywhere else. I think that he'd be I think he'd be really successful over there. But I think that he would take that job, win a lot of games, and then eventually, if, like I said, if Alabama opens up, I think I I believe he's the heir apparent to Nick Saban. I know you say Dabo is, but I just I don't think Dabo is going to leave Clemson. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Because I mean, if Dabo to me, Dabo won a third national. If he wants a third national championship, he he's never going to leave. Because it's just like like you're you're so familiar with where you are. Like right. you know, he, he, you know, he's like Coach O, but he's actually successful. He, you know, he he he's only been he's only coached at two places. He's only he coached at Alabama. He quit he quit coaching, went to real estate, and then he became you know the he worked and he's he's been at Clemson for years. Yeah, he was there as a wide receiver coach, and you know, I, I just I just don't think he's going to leave Clemson for any for any other job. He's going to build that program up, and you know, probably coach until can't coach anymore i guess yeah yeah i mean it would make sense especially if he has if he has success at virginia tech that would be a a smart move so but as as the cookies crumble and the cards fall into place as the leaves fall for winter we will have even more it's like it, this we have this these predictions in our head and then next week it's going to be completely different probably just that's how college football is right now so um yeah these these next 10 these next uh yeah like 14 days i think i think like no i think like 10 days or like yeah. 9 days yeah like it's going to be it's coming up crazy. man it's like wild that, 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 that monday morning yeah that, oh. whether we find out sunday or monday that's gonna. It's like I like I'm. I got I'm goosebumps really, just thinking really about excited, it. Really excited, man. Right. It's like Christmas like, morning. Who who do we have as our new present? You know. So uh, yeah, Scott Woodward, old Santa Scott, is uh, gonna come and give us a a Thanksgiving present, and uh, 
it's like, yeah, I mean, like you said, I'm amazed at how quick it came because it seems like the season was going to last forever. And I was like, man, we're going to know until like, you know, January probably or something like that. But it's coming up like we are very close. So, yeah. And it's it's a very exciting time in LSU history right now. Very interesting time. Well, it's 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 higher than you're. We're talking about the next coach that could lead LSU, you know, that's going to lead LSU into a new decade, new millennium, new decade. And, you know, I, I, I my, my biggest fear is that, and this is the biggest fear that I've had behind a coach, a new coach. So when Rich, so you look out in you know, Michigan, you look at Tennessee, you look at USC, you look at those programs, and those programs just haven't really been the same. And my fear is that we hire somebody and we lose. But I also think that that's <laughs> yeah. not going to happen. Yeah. Just, that's everybody's fear. Like, 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 like just become a consistent loser and start like end up like Texas. Right. But also Texas, there, there's other schools in Texas, com, you know, we're competing against tech, recruiting against Texas. So, yeah. But LSU, that, that, the great thing about LSU is there's no one else in the state other than UL. Yeah. Not even, not even close. And and you think you look at the other states: Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Auburn, Alabama. Georgia has a little bit. You know, obviously they have Georgia Tech and some other smaller schools. Tech, but, tech, tech, Tech's not a. They're not a dominant. Though. Right, but you look at like Florida has a ton of teams. Even though their their recruiting pool in Florida is very good, but they have a ton of good teams. So yeah. Texas, obviously, like you look around us and. We're a state where the talent pool is extremely rich and there's only one place to go if you're really good and you want to stay in the state. So Exactly. Um yeah, absolutely. I think we're in a very I'm I'm so glad that I'm an LSU fan and not a like a freaking Vanderbilt fan or something. So I'm glad I'm glad I'm not a Michigan fan or like a Tennessee fan. Remember the the, the two thousand seventeen Tennessee when Tennessee had that it was when they hired. Uh, so when they 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 just fired Butch Jones, they fired Butch Butch Jones, and they hired. Uh, they fired him. You know, three games left in the season, and they hired Greg Schiano. And the fans went crazy because they say he's not. They they said he was a part of like the Jerry Sandusky stuff, and they said like you know they they and when they were just about to sign him, their athletic director John Curry. Pulled the con, literally pulled the contract away from him and said, "We're going to go a different direction." So that's what. But the thing is, we're not going to be in that position because yeah. we got Scott Woodward. He's very right. professional at his job. If we had Joe Kim Mulkey, I'd be Kim Mulkey. Yeah, I will. I also think that Mulkey, and they, I mean, I don't, like, I may get criticized for this, but Mulkey, I think the main reason, the main reason why she came back to, she came to LSU, is because she wanted to come home. She wasn't gonna like she wanted to come home. Like I, I know everyone kind of says Scott Woodward, you know, and Scott Woodward did have a big, big play in it. But you know, she's from Take Fall, Louisiana. I think her mom is like really sick and stuff. And I think you know she's being twenty three years of Baylor. You're not getting along with the AD. You're not getting along with the new president. So the best thing to do is just you know come back home. You know, you've built a program. Come back home and. Win championships at LSU. Yeah, and hopefully another coach comes from Baylor and returns back home to LSU where he won a national championship 
in 2019 in Dave Aranda. So that pretty much wraps it up for me. Anything else, Matt? Nothing much else. Nothing All else right. other than uh, beat ULM. Yeah, beat ULM. <laughs> co- co- get, co- get, please, please don't lose to ULM. Yeah, Jesus that, that, Christ. Like, I, like, I think about what happened. <laughs> to Troy with Troy? No, 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 no. I'm thinking about what happened with Alabama in 2007. Saban's oh, first year that we yeah. ULM. And then Saban said, like, in his press conference, he said, like, this is never going to happen again. We're just <laughs> yeah. Like, Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Beat but, ULM. Uh, Anything. I mean, we're going to, we're obviously going to have a lot more to talk about. We're going to talk about the Saints, but this is just to kind of get our, knock the rust off and dip our toes back into the, the podcast. So. For sure. Dude. It's, it's also very nice that uh, Zachary Phillips, Washington Jr., is here? Yep. Yeah, Maybe he might. A future he, guest on the show. I was about to say he might join the pod. He was crying when we started recording, so, um, so he might join the podcast next week. But we'll see. We'll ask him his opinion. Yeah, I mean, he was he, he was born before Alabama, so maybe that was why the defense. Maybe that's why we almost beat him. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. He had a hand in it. All righty. I'll I'll do the sign off here so I don't have to edit anything later. Um, thank you all for listening once again. From Matt, from myself, we appreciate each and every single one of you guys. Once again, if you missed the Saints stuff, we're going to talk about that next week because we've got a lot to talk about their quarterback situation. Offense, Michael Thomas never coming back. Can't stand Mike. Um, and freaking, we got boom and zoom back. Mark Ingram, he's back. We've got a lot to talk about for the saints, but obviously LSU has been our primary concern this episode. We appreciate each and every single one of you guys, and we will see you next time.